Hello and welcome to A18 Media's Queen City Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Gallion. And I'm your co-host, Shigeru Kingis. And I'm Marnie Fugel, the director of 818 Media. Today, we are talking with Amanda Pierce on the issue of book bannings. We will be asking teen coordinator Amanda Pierce at Peter White Public Library on the process of book banning and reasons for why specific books are being banned in the U.S. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming here. I apologize if my office is a little stuffy. It's the only place in the museum that doesn't have air conditioning. <laughs> and I could turn on a fan, but, well, then we'd hear that, so. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Okay. Just an annoying word. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that would be it. No, that would be it. So, you are the teen correspondent at the Peter White Library. So, could you kind of uh, explain what you exactly do? Yep, my job is as the teen services coordinator is to put on all programming for teens um, during the school year and the summer reading program. We also now have a winter reading program that we do as well, um, and that one's just taken off the past couple years. But my job is to be there for the teens after school, during school. Um, I do school visits at the high school and middle school levels. Um, we do book clubs uh, with homeschool families, and then we also do, um, I go to the high school chapter book club as well once or twice a month, depending on their meeting schedule. So I'm just there to help the teens of the Marquette area. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Being that you're a front and center of all the action and new books, what are some of your favorites? Um, I have a lot of different favorite ones. Um, Harry Potter, obviously, is one of my favorites. I have a big old tattoo in my arm. Anybody who sees me is like, oh, Harry Potter. Um, one of my <laughs> other favorite series is Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Um, it's an adult sci-fi um book series uh they just came out with the was it number six i believe in the series uh the first three are the first like set of books and then he wrote another set that takes place 10 years later after it's um like hunger games meets greek and roman mythology and it's it's really cool i really love it set set in outer space it's one of my favorites um a local author that I really enjoy from downstate, her name's Erin Craig. She wrote House of Salt and Sorrow, um, Small Favors, and then just came out with her newest one, um, House of Root and Runes, I think, I believe. Um, it's sitting on the new shelf downstairs, and I haven't been able to read it. And then uh, one of my favorite graphic novels uh, is Space Boy by Stephanie McCraney. Um, I think we're on volume 16 now. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's really fun oh. to read. Well, thank you, because I'm yeah. like making notes here. I'm like, red, fries. I've, I'm an avid reader, and I know these two are also. So, yeah, I'm just a... Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Libraries are my favorite places, so... So, uh, as a teen correspondent at the Peter White Library, why do you believe reading benefits teens? Reading benefits everybody of all ages. It exposes you to new ideas, new places, new stories. It just opens up your mind and gives you a place to escape to, especially when you're reading a good fiction book. You can just leave all your cares behind and just sit down and read. Um, and it's just good to have something to do, just to hold a book and just read it. I'm a big, like, I have to have a physical book in my hand. Mm -hmm. I can't do the e-reader thing. Like, I have to have the book and I have to see my progress and, like, how many pages <laughs> that I've yeah. gone through and uh, how much is left. I agree. I agree. I tried, you know, reading on a screen or, I, yeah, with a Kindle. I... Not for me would honestly prefer just the paperbacks or you know hardcover it doesn't matter just as long as it can be sit in your hands and you can just read all day and not and just like hey i completed all of this today i'm doing good <laughs> exactly because yeah with the kindle you can't it's just 
It's no, the it's same just, thickness. You don't yeah. know how no, much you actually you read mm-hmm. with any e-readers. I mean, they're great to listen to audiobooks for. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks as well um, using our Libby app at the library because we have that. Um, and we do car trips, and audiobooks are the best way to do that because I get car sick and can't read anymore. Oh. Oh, I cannot read in cars anymore, so I need to remember audiobooks. Yes. I can read. I would read upside down on the Eiffel Tower and I will succeed. <laughs> That's awesome, Jay. I, be- I believe you. <laughs> I, I, mean, I said it. Yep, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I, I want to tell her, ask her the, the next one in the line there. <laughs> um, could you please tell us some reasons why books are being banned? Like, is there anything specific? Books have been banned and challenged throughout the years um, and ALA has kept records um, and we've seen a large, you see like a trend where some years like we have a lot of the classics that are banned and challenged in schools and then you saw um, for a hot second there was books being challenged on racism and social ideas and then now you're seeing a lot of books being banned on lgbtq issues so like it comes in like phases but books have always been challenged and banned throughout the years it's not a new thing it's just there's more presence around it and there's more social media about it and it's more in the news now Mm -hmm. i think it's there's just more ways of getting the that out there that people are seeing that they're being challenged and banned right and then this year uh, ala releases a top 10 list of challenged books every year in april um, and we celebrate those books during Band Book Week, and they talk about advocacy and all of that. Um, but this year, instead of 10, there was 13 books, because there was two tied for fifth and uh, four. Oh, wow. Yeah, four <laughs> tied for tenth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about this list, so I am learning today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think is uh, one of the more famous challenged books? Um, Harry Potter's actually on that list for witchcraft. Which- Really? Yep. Witches. Seriously. Yep. Um, you have actually a lot of like the classics, like Catcher in the Rye, To Kill a Mockingbird, 1984, wow. um, Fahrenheit 451, language sometimes, um, ideas that are in those books. Um, this year, one of the biggest ones that people have been talking about in the past couple of years is Genderqueer. Mm. Um, it's an adult graphic novel. Um, it talks about a uh, the author's life and their transition because they have transitioned and how they felt with their life experience and it's a really personally i've read the book i think it's a great book so all these opinions that i say reflect my own everything i say is reflecting my own opinions not the libraries um i think it's a great book for people who are having those experiences to be able to read about that and like that's one of the big things is like you're seeing more of these books because people are writing more about their experiences and some people are uncomfortable reading other people's experiences but books are for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what are some of the reasons for wanting to ban books? Um, again, everybody's allowed to read what they want, but some people just have a louder voice. And again, my own opinion, um, sometimes the loudest voices make the biggest impact. And so like when they don't want other people reading something that could offend them, they're going to be the loudest people out there. Mm-hmm. So it's just everyone should be able to read what they want it's just a matter of some people don't want that some people don't want books about lgbtq people some people don't want books about racism in the library because a library has to have books for everybody and everybody can access them so and you're seeing it in public school libraries too not just public libraries you're seeing it in school libraries you're seeing it um in colleges levels too and you're just you're seeing it all over and it's just how it is all right 
do you feel books should not be banned? Uh, no books should be banned. Books are for everybody, even if there's books that I don't agree with that we have at the library, but we have to have them because somebody requested them and they should books again books are for everybody <laughs> everybody should be able to find books about things they want to read about so yeah agreed uh do you think banning books goes against the first amendment uh, we have free speech you should be able to say and do what you'd like to do but there are consequences for some of the things that you say and do so there's only so much that the first amendment protects but books should be available to people so do you think that banned books become more popular not only because they have people have the chance to become rebellious and try to find them but just in general they do become more popular because there's so much more media about them like some of these books people wouldn't even realize are out there but like such they're making the news they're making the rounds on social media they're being seen by more people. So I think that's why they become more popular. All right. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think a really good example of that would be, uh, have you ever read Mouse by Art Spiegelman? Oh, love Mouse. Yeah. So if you remember a while back, uh, the state of Texas was trying to ban the book in uh, public schools. And uh, sales actually doubled on Amazon because of, the banning in Tex yeah. in Tennessee. Yes, it was. Uh, it's actually McMinnville, Tennessee. Uh, my best friend just moved there recently, oh. <laughs> so, um, and she's like, "What?" But yeah, that's what happens. Like you put it out there, and people are gonna see it, and they're gonna want to read it, and they're gonna buy it, and mm -hmm. they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's, it should be banned," or "Oh, why are we banning this?" So I think the big thing is to know that social media and the news, and because we have it so much more frequently now, like we're inundated with all the time seeing stuff seeing the news seeing all the things so people are going to see it way more frequently so yeah that's the power of social media mm -hmm. right there is a prime example <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh locally uh what is your experience with banned books um, so a lot of people are aware that Peter White Public Library had our first official challenge um, back in, it started I believe in March and then April and then May we had the board meeting. Um, we had a ton of support show up for the library and not banning and removing books, which was a wonderful thing to see. Um, and the board ultimately decided to keep the book on the shelf. Um, and all of our records are public, so you could go back through and read the minutes from that meeting. Um, and we had some really lovely statements put out there by um, our board president, Ann Donahue, about it. So that was our first challenge. I'm sure it won't be our last. Mm -hmm. I know Dickinson County Public Library has had a couple challenges as well. Um, you'll see them more frequently in larger towns, typically downstate. Um, they've had a, quite a few. and. They've definitely, if you you can uh, go to the website um, bandbooks.org, bandbooksweek.org, and they can just, they break down all the numbers, and it's just astonishing to see how many books have been challenged. They have, like, doubled in the past year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds wild. There's a quote, it's a way around social media. It is a quote from a librarian named Joe Godwin. It goes like this, a truly great library contains something in it to offend everyone. Do you agree with this quote? 
personally, I do agree with this quote. Yeah, because a library should have books for everybody and not everybody has the same beliefs. So somebody could be offended by something that another person's not offended by. So Or purely enjoys. Yep, mm-hmm. or purely enjoys. Yep. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that young adults or teens can do to prevent books from being banned? Um, yes, you can actually... Um, there's some websites out there, and right now um, the Michigan uh, uh, MLA, which is the Michigan Library Association, has put together a website called um, myrighttoread.com, and it's M-I-R-I-G-T-H-2-T-O-Read, R-E-A-D, and it's got a bunch of information coming out about how Michigan residents can be advocates for their libraries and champion books. Um, and so they're going to do this like whole six-month campaign. Um, I also do recommend checking out bandbooksweek.org. They have resources on there as well to talk about how students can fight bans and challenges in their communities at their levels of the schools. Um, and so, yeah, it's, they're really great websites. Um, I know coming up in October and November, um, we're going to be hosting a series of uh, programmings about intellectual freedom um, and the right to read. We are gonna. We always celebrate Banned Books Week, um, and that's the first week of October this year. Um, so we're gonna be doing some programming around that and talking about the banned and challenged books. Um, and then we also do have um, a couple author visits coming up, talking about stuff as well. But it's it's being informed is a really great way to help. And attending school board meetings too. Like if you're a high school student. And you hear when they have to talk about all that stuff. Um, attending your local library's board meetings, they'll talk about that stuff as well. Um, supporting agencies that help libraries like the MLA and stuff like that is really wonderful as well. So we have ways to help and there's ways to learn how to help too as well. Yeah, those are really great suggestions. Yeah. For, for teens to get in on some action there. <laughs> well, you know, I love action and drama. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, but thank you for having me, and I hope we'll see everybody at the library coming up. Yeah. It'll be great, great fun for your this year. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm-hmm. This was really awesome. This is Colin Gallion from 818 Media. Instead of saying goodbye, let's say so long. Bye-bye.